1: Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside my co-host. Nothing but nice to him. It's right before Christmas. Absolutely. Merry Christmas Christmas to to Pastor (laughs) Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Notice just prior to me hitting record, though, had a few shots at you. Pastor, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Mike. What a great time of year for for us Christians.
2: Absolutely. It's... uh... You know, we, we, we celebrate the birth of Christ, but he didn't come to uh, to live. He came to die, you know, specifically for our sins. And that's what Faith in the Zone's really been all about. And uh, I'm just, uh, I'm thankful for all the work you do and getting our guest. And uh, it's been a great, great year. And we've had
1: some fantastic guests. We have. And I'm excited about this one. This is a guy I've known for a long time. He was on Faith in the Zone like a long time ago. Maybe one of the first five guests that we had and the way we did it back then is we would, you know, have two guests, and we realized that when we did that, we cut people short. And and I've known Ralph a long time. He is uh, Ralph Muro. He is the Southeast Wisconsin Area Representative for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. He's also the JV coach at Brookfield Central, the assistant varsity coach, one of them. I see him on the bench that we happen to play a week from from now. So Thursday— Thursday at Concordia University at 7.30. He's here, and he's picking my brand and I'm trying not to give him everything we're going to be running. He's Ralph Murrow. Ralph, it's good to see you, sir.
3: Good to be here, Mike. Thanks for inviting me.
1: Yeah, you bet. How you been? Good? Really good. Yes, thank you. That Brookfield Central team is awfully talented. That's a good team.
3: They are, They are, and they're a fun group to coach. Um, certainly, the, the upside of their talent is really encouraging. And um, they're, they're going to have their hands full with you guys, though, because you're pretty tough, too.
1: Yeah, we're playing well right now. So we'll see. You know, I always get nervous as a coach during the Christmas holidays. You know, do these kids just kind of lay around the house for a few days and forget about what we're doing? That first practice after, and we only get one before we play you guys, uh, is challenging because you want to make sure that they're still hitting on all cylinders. And how long have you been coaching at Brook Central?
3: Well, I actually started there in 1987. Wow. So Wow. Been about thirty years. Good for you.
1: This is my thirty-sixth year coaching. Well, I'm trying to catch you, but this is you will. This is it for me. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, this will be the last one. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's 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 uh, it's a lot, and as you know, and and uh, it, it's time. I I yeah. I don't know. And we a guy on faith in the zone. I said, hey, kids have really changed over the years. He said, I don't believe that. and We have. You know we change, yes. and the kids are still doing the knucklehead things that we did at that age. <laughs> yeah, the difference is they post everything. Right, but the um, well, well,
3: culture is a lot different now. than, it is. than a few years ago. Yeah.
1: yeah, it it is. You you went to Brook
3: Central? I did. I graduated there in 1973.
1: Yeah. And then and then uh, give us your background that. So you grew up in Brookfield, went to Brook Central. Where'd you go to school after that? Well, I was I
3: was a four sport letterman at Brookfield Central okay. and I tried to carry on my athletic career at UW Lacrosse. So I went there for the first year. Didn't have a great uh experience there with some things that happened with the with the coaches there and with the athletic department, got a little disenchanted and so I transferred to UW Stevens Point and that's where I finished my my college career.
1: Did you play sports in college? I actually, you know, I
3: in high school I played football, basketball, ran track, and played baseball. And I actually ended up playing all four of those at one time or another in my college career.
1: Did you really? Yeah, wow. that's awesome.
3: It does sound great, but if you think about it real carefully, it probably means I didn't really excel in any more
1: <laughs> Well, how were the academics? Not bad.
3: I was a good. I was a good student. I was, you know,
1: better than average. I was a B student, so. Um, that that's really impressive yeah, to to thanks. be doing a lot of that and and uh, Stephen's point good campus fun campus did did you made the right decision to make that move I think I did yes um you
3: know I I actually made the move for because of my disenchantment with the athletics at lacrosse but when I got to Stevens point I actually um, hooked up with the campus group Campus Crusade for Christ which is now Crew um. And one of the one of the blessings I had when I was there was um, Dick Bennett had just started there as a basketball coach, and he was the faculty advisor for for Campus Crusade, and so I had to meet with Dick a couple times a year, which so I got to know Dick really well, and um, that was really that's really been a highlight of my life, really.
1: Hey, Ralph, we have on Faith in the Zone. We've had guys like Tony Dungy and, and Don Beebe and Pastor Daryl Strawberry, wow, yeah. Bobby Bowden. Yeah, I've been nervous for one show. And it was when we had Dick Bennett on, and and I told him that, and he started laughing. He said, "Why would you be nervous?" And I said, "I'm such a fan. Yeah. If I hear the, the the term on the line, up the line, one more time, <laughs> I'm going to go crazy." Yeah, yeah I watched to, to to I wore those tapes out hmm. as a young coach. In fact, um, he he was at Green Bay, and I was an assistant coach at Dominican. And Rich Fanning was the head coach, and we found out he was doing a camp, so we just drove up unannounced and kind of snuck in and. We sat off the side taking notes, and about 30 minutes in, he noticed us. And all of a sudden, he brought, I think Tony was coaching at the camp with him, and Tony Uh came over, and he kind of pointed at us, and I thought, oh, we're getting thrown out. And he walked over, and he said, "Uh, hi, guys, I'm Dick Bennett. We introduced ourselves. He said, you got a minute? And he said, come with me. And I thought, wow, what a nice guy. He's kicking us out, but he's doing it really nicely. And he took us to his, uh, into his office, and he he said, hey, look, next time you want to come up, just call. The door's always open. Wow. Um, and do me a favor. Here are my tapes. And I said, well, I've, I've seen this one a bunch. But he said, here's another copy. If you ever have a player that you think fits with wow. what I'm looking for, call me. I'll come down and watch him. Let me introduce you to my assistant, Mike Heidman. Mike came in. We talked to him for a while. And I thought, what a gentleman, yeah. what a nice man. And uh, it was to have him on Faith in the Zone for me was a big deal.
3: Yeah, well, he's a fabulous coach. Everybody that that knows basketball knows that, but I think he's even a better man.
1: He is, and he's really playing a lot of golf right now. That, yeah, that's his yeah, passion. Yeah, yeah, he he loves it. It's interesting because there, when, when Tony was at Washington State, um, I was doing a show, my high school show, and I had my son Matthew come in and Andy Cerrone and Cam Cerrone, and we're going to talk about the dynamics of, of, of men coaching our sons. Yeah. And I reached out to the SID at Washington State. And I said, hey, I'm, this is who I am and this is what I'm doing. And can we get Tony on for a couple minutes? She said, no, I don't think he'll do it. He doesn't do interviews like that during the season. You might want to call in the offseason. I said, "Ma'am, you know what? We're in the Milwaukee area. Um, this is what the show is about. Would you just ask him? Huh. And she said, you know, I, I can, but I'm just telling you. I said, it's okay if he says no, but would you just ask him? And she got a little like aggravated and said, let me put you on hold. Came back and said, he said he'd give you an hour wow. if you wanted. Wow. If he can talk about the relationship with his father and playing for him. Mm-hmm. And so he gave us an hour. And wow. he was so good, Ralph. Yeah. He, in fact, one of the things he talked about was the after every practice, he would shoot for an extra 20 minutes. And not because he wanted to, and sometimes not because he needed to, but he wanted his teammates, if they wanted to complain and yell about their coach, mm-hmm. he was going to give them that 20 minutes. Because at the end of the day, this is his father, and he didn't want to hear about it. Yeah. And I, we talked, uh, uh-huh. uh, Pastor Ken and I had Dick Bennett when we had him on. I told him that story, and he said, I knew he was doing that. And I knew why he was doing it, and I really appreciate it. And we didn't really talk about it. But at about the third or fourth time when he did it, I realized what he was doing, and what a great family.
3: Yeah, yeah, really a great family. Did you get to play then for him? Uh, you know, I didn't. It's a little. That's probably one of my regrets in life. Um, Dick was the third coach that had come in. They they had had a coaching change at Stevens Point, and the, the student newspaper up there wasn't very favorable to bringing in this high school no name coach. Yeah. And I sort of believed the press writing Uh on it, and I decided not to go out.
1: Never believe the press. Yeah. Never do
2: it. It was fake news back then. It was fake news. It was all
1: fake. All he was trying to do was make Stevens Point great again, and and it was fake news. And he did that. you know. And um,
3: I did. Well, there's a player from the Milwaukee area, Larry Stemo, who was quite a player at at West Milwaukee. And and Larry had played on the team, and he also chose not to play because of the coaching change. It was going to be his third coach in three years. And just didn't feel like he wanted to do that, and I think both Larry and I regretted it. Although we did put together a pretty good campus crusade intramural team that
1: won the championship that year. So. Man, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> did, you, did you on the line up the line? Did you ever go into any of his practices? Yes, man, yeah. intense. Yeah, very intense. Yeah. yeah, just a great teacher of the game phenomenal teacher that's you know what that's the word I would use as well a really good coach and a great man a teacher in a lot of different aspects of life yes and yes. uh when we had him on faith in the zone it was just a treat for for us when you when you decided then to come back Ralph, what did you graduate your degree is in I, what I graduated
3: with a business administration degree okay I actually came back to the Milwaukee area and began working for a company called Playmakers sure I worked for four years um, for Playmakers during that time I was invited to go on a uh missions basketball trip with a group called Sports Ambassadors went to Africa with them and uh it was on that trip really that God I think started tapping my heart and saying, you know, hey, you could use these two loves, your love for sport and your love for me and we could do great things and so that was the start of it for me.
1: And and we're going to get into that in segment 2 um we definitely want to talk to you about about your testimony uh before we get to a break And so you started coaching then at Brook Central at at what level and and, and how did that happen?
3: Well, I got a call from Bill Groff, who actually was my uh, head baseball coach, and he was my JV basketball coach when I was at Central. And he called and said that his freshman coach had a family medical emergency. It was a week before the season was going to start, and he asked me if I would be willing to come in and coach his freshman team that year. And so with a week notice, I said, sure. And that's how I got into coaching. Boy, it
1: gets in your blood. It's hard to get it out, right? Yeah, yeah,
3: it, it really does.
1: You know, and and when you are a coach or you were a coach, and then someone else is coaching your sons, it's a whole different animal. <laughs> as I get Pastor Ken into this conversation, because <laughs> Pastor Ken has coached a lot as well, and uh, then I got a chance to coach his four sons, wow. and um, wow. it was a it was a wonderful experience. Uh, you know what,
2: Mike, and I, I say this to everybody, I. You know, they said, well, why, why did they go to Calvary uh, of Menominee? I said, because of Mike McGivern. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted someone who was going to challenge my boys not only to get better in basketball, but to, to challenge them, you know, in their own spiritual walk with God. I appreciate and that. Mike, you I, mean, I mean, you know, when we all get together, you talk about good highlights of Mike McGivern. Man, we have a great time. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they— At they, my they, expense, or are they truly really no, 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 good <laughs> no, 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 they love, They love playing for Mike McGivern. And, well, um, I appreciate
1: that. We had; yeah. they were really good kids and good players. It was interesting, Ralph, because they were all different, you know. Mm. And and I understand that, yeah. you know, all all your your sons, daughters, everybody's different. But these as basketball players, you know, the oldest one maybe not the the most talented, but the, the he was really tough and got on the floor and he did like a lot of dirty work. The next one was was in my eyes the most talented. And and this kid played—the problem is he played to the level of competition. Mm. And if we weren't playing a real good team, you know, he, he probably didn't play his best game. But when we played the best of the best, this kid brought it. The third one was, was really tough and talented, could jump out of the gym. The fourth one— he he almost put me in a home, bro. I'm just <laughs> telling you. I a few Kurt, players like that, too. Man, little Kurt Keltner, man. He uh, is yeah. not little Kurt Keltner no, anymore. In no. fact, what's he doing now? Well,
2: he just, uh, he's just been over in Germany. He went through Army Ranger training. Oh, he's wow. married now, and he's coming back for Special Forces training. So oh, wow. He's about 6'4", 220 now. He played on a college team his junior year in D3, and uh, they went 27-0. He wasn't even going to play that year. and. They talked him into it, and they uh, made it to the. I think they were ranked 14th in the nation.
1: Rough. And the three, the three older brothers used to pick on him a lot, individually or together. And I said to one of them, "I said, do you still pick on Curtis He said, "Not unless we're all together." And even <laughs> then, they were a little bit nervous about it. He went from five eight five nine to six four, to just he he would just as a coach, you would just shake your head. Now it's yes sir, no sir, Coach. How are you? Thank you so much. Right. Sorry about this, and and just a, a, an unbelievable. I'm so proud of him that he's mm-hmm. giving back to our, yeah. our, our, our certainly our country the way he's working. Yes. So yeah. 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 yeah, we we got to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to ask Ralph for his his uh, testimony. He's Ralph Mural. He is the uh, with Fellowship of, of Christian Athletes. As we talk to Ralph, you can go to uh, wisconsinfca.org wisconsinfca.org, and get all the information on some of the stuff that Ralph and this group, throughout the state of Wisconsin, what what they're doing. And again, he is the Southeast Wisconsin area representative for FCA. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
0: More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan.
3: All this time, all
0: this time, you covered me.
1: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside. Baptist Church, our special guest. He is the representative for Fellowship of Christian Athletes in the Southeast Wisconsin area, also a basketball coach at Brookfield Central. I love the fact that he's just given me all their plays and what they're (laughs) going to run out of bounds when we play them in a week. He's Ralph Muro. You know, I'm not supposed to lie in Faith in the Zone. He hasn't done any of that. I'm just kidding. Hey, Ralph, uh, the best part of our uh, this show and and Pastor Ken and I agree, and the people I talk to that listen to Faith in the Zone, I think agree with this as well. That that we never get uh, tired of hearing somebody's testimony. So if we can ask you for yours, uh, that would be great. Sure, I, you know I grew up in a family that was a church going family.
3: Um, I had uh, five brothers, so there were six boys, and so whenever the murals showed up at church, we got a pew all to ourselves. <laughs> um, but we went we went from from our youth. My mom was a believer. My dad wasn't, um, but he still supported us going to church. And um, but it was really, uh, it was just really an activity um, that we did as a family. I didn't truly understand it, though. I was getting um, spiritual seeds were being planted without me even knowing it. Um, By the time I got into middle school. Um, sports became my real God. It was the thing I was most excited about. It's the thing I thought about all the time. Even when I was sitting in church on those Sunday mornings, I was thinking about who I was going to call to play in the afternoon. Um, And it it really took over my life. And it was uh, my junior year of high school. I had two coaches at Brookfield Central who challenged me to go to a Fellowship of Christian Athletes summer camp. And I went wanting to become a better athlete And I wasn't intimidated by the Bible part or the Christian part because I had gone to church. But when I got to that camp, I realized that there was something different there. And they were talking about something that I didn't know anything about, and that was a personal relationship with Jesus. And so I listened intently, and um, it was on the third day of the camp, I finally asked my college huddle leader, to tell me to explain about this person relationship with Jesus. You know, I said, I, I believe in God. I think I know who God is, but I don't, I didn't, I've never heard this personalized part. And so he just explained to me the gospel that I could, that I needed to make a decision on my own to accept God's free gift of salvation. And so I did it that, that third night of camp. And, um, you know, kind of expected, you know, lightning bolts and wake up the next morning with a halo on my head and that of course didn't happen. And so that, but that, that began my spiritual journey. Kind of an interesting, a little twist of that is my brother, Dale, a year older than I was at the camp with me too. And Tom Meyer, who um, is still in the Milwaukee area, but Tom at the time was the head baseball coach at UW-Madison. Tom had given his testimony from the platform that night, that third night, and my brother, Went and sought Tom out. And so while I was in the, mm-hmm. the, in the dorm room talking to my huddle leader, Dale was across campus talking to Tom. And we literally accepted the Lord at the same time. So we became spiritual twins without really even knowing it. And in fact, it took us about three or four days to admit it to each other because we, we didn't know how the other one was going to react. But um, so that, that, that was just a, my spiritual birth. And just, you know, obviously it's one of the reasons that I have such a heart for FCA.
2: That is awesome, awesome testimony, Ralph, and it, it, very neat. I'm, I'm glad you put that twist in there with your brother. I mean, that's pretty, pretty awesome to hear yeah. that. And and Mike and I have talked about it before. With uh, as we've had guests on, and many of them will say, you know, I had this. Um, you know, I, I had it in my head. You know, I, you know, intellectually, I, I thought, yeah, there's probably a God out there, but I would not really trust Him for anything. Like,
1: I think you say it well, Mike. Like, uh, you we, believe. You, yeah, we had a guest that said, "Look, I knew Jesus Christ. I knew Him the exact way I knew Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, I knew yeah. all the stories. <laughs> I just had no relationship with Him, but I knew all the stories. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I mm-hmm. man, I was right on that road as well. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and so many times, people that I talk to, and I'm sure Ralph and Mike, who you talk to, that you know, this appointment with death that we all have, that that does kind of try to you know, that does tend to wake people up. But in talking to so many folks, they they usually say, Well, you know, I've I've always been a Christian. You know, I yeah. I, I I you know, I've always believed in God. And I always say, Well, the devils believe in God <laughs> and yeah. they definitely aren't going to heaven, you know. So there has to be a difference here and it's it's when it comes from the head down to the heart and I open up and I say, I want that relationship. I know I'm a sinner. And, uh, I need Jesus to be my savior. And, and thankfully, uh, there are a group of guys and your coaches that encourage you to go to that camp. I I take it both of those
3: coaches were believers and knew the Lord. They were, yes. And they're, um, and I still get to see them every once in a while. Um, today, one of them, Jay Zimmerman is still coaching in football. I think he's out in East Troy now. At least that's the last I heard, but every once in a while I'll see him and, and, and Jay is a, is a supporter of FCA. So I get to see him a couple of times. And, Harlan actually retired from teaching. Harlan Kreklo, um, retired from teaching at Brookfield Central to take care of his um, aging mother, mm-hmm. and he's still in the area. I believe he lives in the Wauwatosa area. So every once in a while, I get to see the two of them and get to well, thank you. Them. You got to you got to be thankful yeah. of of their direction yeah. and their guidance there. By, I mean, when by people that, yeah. will take
2: that time and share the truth or get you to a place that you can hear the truth that's what's great that's awesome
1: you know it's, uh, it's funny when I I took a trip to Pensacola uh college Christian college okay. and and uh and my daughter as a senior high school was thinking about going to school there and the head pastor I, I went to Bible study and he talked about being a young guy at a camp when when he accepted Jesus Christ and he said he was like 10 or 11 and he was in the morning playing football with the 14 and 15 year olds and you know they they never threw him the ball and they threw him one and he dropped it and then and then in between he they you know they had speakers and he accepted Jesus Christ as his personal savior and that afternoon he went and played football with these kids again and they threw him one and he caught one and they went nuts at this catch and he thought in his head well I'm now a Christian. Of course, I'm going to catch the ball. And the next throw they threw to him, he dropped, and he started questioning whether he was yeah. a true Christian or not. Yeah. So when you said the light bulb, you know, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. And and none of that, you know, none of that happens when we accept Jesus Christ as, as our personal Savior. But certainly, um, the difference I think in the walk that we have, and yeah. and uh I, I I say this a lot, I envy you. I envy Pastor Ken. You guys figured this out a lot earlier than I did, mm. and um, I, I wasted a lot of time on nonsense. Um, and and shame on me. But it, uh, Pastor Darrow at, at Eastside Baptist Church for me mm. was a man that uh, that led me to the mm-hmm. Lord, and I thank him. Yeah. I pray for him and his wife, and and uh, they're down in Florida. My brother-in-law married their daughter, so it's still part of the family. Yeah, but I don't get to see them much, but certainly I thank them all the time. Our special guest today is Ralph Murrow. He's, uh, again, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Southeast Wisconsin Area Representative. Um, talk. Let's talk a little bit about that part. In, in segment three, I, I want to get into the sports ambassador and the trips you've taken and some of the things yeah. that you've done in that part of your life. But in the few minutes we have in, in this segment, we talk a little bit about FCA— how are things going, Wisconsin-wise, for FC and here in Southeast Wisconsin? Things uh, healthy? Well, they are. Um, we're going through a little bit of a transition here in southeastern
3: Wisconsin. Um, in September, uh, we we lost our area director, who was actually my direct supervisor, um, for a variety of reasons, but just wasn't a good fit uh, according to the um, the national office. And so right now we're in a little bit of transition here in southeastern Wisconsin. The rest of Wisconsin is really healthy and growing. The The staff is growing and um, of course we have the hopes that we're gonna see that growth happen here in southeastern Wisconsin as well.
1: What, um, when you talk about transition, I think we had, um, what was her name? She, Trish Lang. Trish Lang was in, uh, in studio at, at one point um, on Faith in the Zone. Uh, when, when you go through a, a, a transition like that, what are you guys looking for at this point? Is there anything that the people that listen to this show, can we help? Um, is it financial? Is it getting into schools? Is it all the above? What kind of things are you looking for?
3: Well, I, I think the first and foremost one is somebody that's in love with Jesus. Okay. Um, and then and then has a, a love for sport and the culture of sport and a willingness to sort of engage with the culture of sport, coaches and athletes and the like, Um it's usually helpful to have a former athlete, but that's not a necessarily a prerequisite. Um, and then and then, just re- really being willing to serve God in whatever way um, he asks. It, is, is it, Ralph, are you, are you guys looking to fill that role then? Yes, we are. And, you know, really, I mean, FCA is a faith-financed ministry. Yep. Um, and FCA has nationally um, has put in some pretty strict guidelines in terms of how how much how much funding needs to be in place before a person can start in a full-time position. And so that actually became part of the issue in our area. Um, I I have an appropriate amount of funding, though I'm not 100% funded. We still do some events that help me reach my budget. Um, but Trish had a little bit harder time, and okay. she and I talked about that often. You know, I I was a pastor at Elmbrook for 18 years, sports ministry pastor there, and so there were an awful lot of people when I made the, the move from pastor to area rep for FCA, they wanted to be a part of my support team. And so they came with me mm-hmm. and that made that transition um, far easier than it would have been without that. Sure. And, and Trish came from, I mean, she did have a slight ministry background, but it wasn't a sports ministry background and it wasn't, you know, hard. it wasn't the same thing. And so she had a hard time
1: um, raising the support that was needed to, right. to stay Hey, there's a place on the website too that that if if you're being led to give yeah. um, and to help this cause mm-hmm. and look I, I we are we're on a sports radio station the guys that listen to this show I, Ralph, you would laugh if if mm-hmm. I put a list together one to a hundred of coaches both football basketball baseball high school coaches, And the number one guy I think is in church on Wednesdays and twice on Sunday, and number 99 and 100, haven't been in the church in a long time, I get text messages almost every Sunday. From guys from 90 to, to 100 uh, and this is this is mm. what they listen to yeah. and then i che- and i go look i i love that you're listening but now let's take the next step yeah come sit with me at brookside baptist and listen to pastor Cannon. if you know we might leave early but <laughs> <laughs> i'm only kidding we don't leave we don't leave early but if you're being led go to the website go to wisconsinfca.org uh go to the southeast wisconsin area um and and there's ways that you can help this cause. And and I'm a firm believer in fellowship of Christian athletes. I really am. And and I think what they do and what their goal and what their mission is each and every day is is look the the vision for FC is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches and their mission, which I love, to present to athletes and coaches and all whom they influence the challenge and adventure of receiving Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, serving Him in their relationships and in the fellowship of the church. And and I just think, look, you can get their values and you can read uh, some of the verses that make FCA what it is when you go to their website, but when you look at their vision, you look at their mission, it's it's something that this audience should want to get behind. Mm, yeah.
2: Ralph let me ask you uh yeah. volunteers do you, do you do volunteers come out and help you with something I mean t- tell me a little bit more of the inner workings as far as what
3: FCA is able to do I yeah. mean you do camps I mean what right yeah we we do camps in the summertime and during the year um the the structure of our ministry is that we have st- student groups at at schools like youth mm-hmm. groups it would be mm-hmm. like church youth groups but instead of being at the church they're at the schools mm-hmm. and Um, And so volunteers, I mean, the ministry is largely done by volunteers. One of my colleagues says ministry happens when we, the staff, leave the room because Mm -hmm. it's really volunteers. It's teachers, it's parents, it's students, it's coaches coaches. um, that are are Mm -hmm. leading those groups. And Mm -hmm. so around the area, these groups meet usually once a week. Sometimes it's once every other week. And it's uh, can be a short time. I think some of them meet before school, so it's a twenty minute devotional start of the day. And yeah. other times it's after school, which is a little bit more in depth. Is this something that um, pastors can even get involved? Oh, absolutely. In? And you oh, know, anybody oh, that well, wants s- th- sign me up. Yeah, anybody that wants to be involved. We, I mean, that's part of my job is I mm-hmm. sit with them and I give them what what they need to be able mm-hmm. to be effective in that role as a volunteer. You know, my son-in-law
1: met with you. Did you know yes, that? John Bonner. Yes. yes yeah, yeah, at Homestead. He coached football at Homestead. And, uh
3: he's trying yes he is and he's i mean he did you know i don't know if you watched that the championship game when they pounded brookfield central Yeah, sorry about that Uh, but (laughs) what i what i noticed was i knew that john had been working with some of the the believers on the team and i noticed that on their 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 helmets on the back of their helmets they had cross emblems
1: you noticed that a bunch of them Yeah, yeah yeah that's awesome we've got to get to a break we'll continue our conversation uh we could probably do three three shows with you here, Ralph, because it's just really, it's, I, I, I'm very proud of the work that you're doing, and, and I'm hoping that uh, people that listen to Faith in the Zone are going to want to get behind it. 2019 is going to be a big year yeah. uh, for FCA here in the southeast Wisconsin area. He's Ralph Murrell. You can get a hold of him, and if you go to their website, uh, his uh, his email address is right there. Go to wisconsinfca.org. So wisconsinfca.org, or you can give them a call at 262 262- This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM The Fan.
0: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone. An inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Sorens Ford of Brookfield. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM The Fan. All this time
1: me. welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Again, I'm Mike McGiver alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Our special in-studio guest, Ralph Murrell. He is a Fellowship of Christian Athletes He is the Southeast Wisconsin area representative. And if you heard us last segment, um, they're going through a transition here in this part of the state with Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And we're looking to help them if we can. uh, WisconsinFCA.org. If you go to that website and, and look around the website, uh, if we can help them, if you're feeling led to, to help them financially, that's great. If you're looking to maybe help volunteer, if you're at a school, if you're a coach, um, a parent, a player at a school that doesn't have FCA, and you've often thought, boy, I'd like to know how to get FCA into my school, man, Ralph is your guy. He can answer those questions. He can help guide and direct, and I know he can because he did that with my son-in-law, John, and uh, done, a, done a great job with, with him. And again, you can uh, go on website, his, his email address is right there, and uh, he can help you out. Hey, Ralph, in the first segment, you talked about sports ambassadors, and I had not yes. known about sports ambassadors, so thank you for bringing that up. You got a chance to uh, to play some basketball and take a lot of trips and go pretty much all over the world with these guys. Yes,
3: yeah. I, and, I, and I sort of stumbled onto sports ambassadors. I knew of Athletes in Action when I was in college. And I actually, Athletes in Action had um, two traveling teams at that time, and I applied for their teams. Well, it just happened that uh, the year I applied, they were going to combine their um, AIA Canada and AIA USA into just one team that would only play Division I level teams. Of course, I was at Stevens Point. I wasn't a Division I player, so they just said, you know, unfortunately, you don't um, qualify for our team, but you could try contacting this organization called Sports Ambassadors. And so that's how I got Introduced the sports ambassadors. I called them. I filled out an application to go on one of their summer trips. Actually, got a, a note back, say, you know, saying they were sorry, that all their teams were full. Um, they appreciated my testimony, and um, and I thought that was the end of it. So I graduated, um, started working in um, in Machira here with a, a company called Playmakers. And right around Thanksgiving, I got a letter from sports ambassadors saying, congratulations, you've been selected to go on our team going to Africa next summer. Well, of course, I had just started my job and I thought, you know, Lord, your timing is all off. You know, <laughs> how can I do this? And I was kind of mad and grumpy about it for a couple of weeks and then it really actually was my dad who said, um, well, hey, have you have you even asked your boss if he would give you the time off to do it? And I said, Dad, you know, you own a business. Would you give out an employee that just started um, two months off to go on a trip like this? And he said, well, I don't know, Uh, but it doesn't hurt to ask. All he can say is no. And so I actually went in, and my boss was Maury Daniel, who actually um, is a believer and um, was a former FCA guy himself, and when I came in and asked Maury if we, I could have that time, he said, yeah. And not only did he say yes, he gave me the, the two-month leave of absence, and then he also became one of my financial supporters on that first trip.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Wow, that is awesome. Praise mm-hmm. the Lord. Thank yeah. goodness you listened to your dad on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Your, the, the, your whole life would be different. Oh, absolutely.
3: Yeah.
2: All right. So then you went to, that was, that was your first, was that your first trip out of the U.S.? Yes, that was my oh, first trip out of the U.S. And, and where in Africa?
3: Um, we went to Ivory Coast. Central African Empire at the time. Now it's the Republic of Central Africa and Nigeria. Oh, wow. Man, so what you, a trip. Yeah.
2: You, you, uh, so you saw some third world
3: conditions. Yes, very much so. And it, the interesting thing is that I, I found out that I got selected to go on that team because I had taken French in high school. And in Ivory Coast, they spoke French. Right. Yeah.
1: You know, all all great, but did you hit any jump shots when you were there? That's what I wanted to know. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, I did. I probably made a couple. At a it oh, playing did. conditions. How were those?
3: Um, very, Some of them were really really nice. Some of them were asphalt. Some of them were almost like combination asphalt dirt courts. I mean, you, you saw you saw everything. You know, really. Mm-hmm. Um, we played some really high quality teams, and we played some barrio type teams.
1: Where else did you go? I'm looking at your bio, and you've been to Hong Kong and China and the Philippines and Guatemala and um, Sri Lanka. You've been a lot of of places. Oh, man, you and
2: I, I've been over there.
1: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I I actually started in 79, went to Africa. Then in 80, I went to Guatemala. In 81, I went to the Philippines, the Orient, which included Hong Kong. I'm 83. I went back to the Philippines. 84, I went to mainland China. And 87, I went back to the Philippines. And then I started my career at Elmbrook and then went back to the Philippines twice with Elmbrook teams. Went to Guatemala with an Elmbrook team and then went back to
1: Nigeria with an Elmbrook team. Wow. If you could go back um, into, let's say, two weeks, right? Said, (laughs) hey, you've got your team. You could pick one location of the ones you've went to. Where would you go? Well, probably just for their fanaticism about
3: basketball would be the Philippines, because literally on some of my trips that I went to the Philippines, we had games scheduled, like two games a day scheduled, and during the in between time we would go to a barrio a village and we would just dribble our ball through the center of town to the basketball court and we would gather a crowd and a team you know they're just they're just nuts about basketball there, mm-hmm. so that yeah. probably would be the place. I love the people there, very friendly and I got one quick story on Sri Lanka when I was
2: yeah. there, and I, I mean, it was was huge, but uh, this one fella who was my translator, and I tell kids as I speak to teens all the time, he wasn't a good basketball player, he wasn't some hunk that, that the girls would notice right away, but I tell you, at 16 years old, he loved the Lord, he was my translator, and he said, uh, he said, Pastor Keen, Pastor Keen, we want to know how to play ball, basketball, <laughs> I said, well, let's, so they got an asphalt court, and it was like 100 degrees out, and we played it was rough basketball you'd be up in the air and they'd take you out and i mean i you know i was bleeding from from that and i'd say guys no i know you've been watching nba but they would call that a foul in the nba you can't just tackle a guy in midair well this fella his name was shanker he he ended up not being there and i thought you know he's one wanting not really know how to play mm. so i got my last sip of gatorade it was 100 degrees we're walking off the court and he comes running up with his tennis shoes i go where you been he said, well, remember the, the women, the, your wife is here with other women, and they're having a Bible cl- club at the, at the house church, and I went and picked up kids and rented a van to hmm. pick them up, and uh, I got them all settled, and I thought I could come over and play ball now. I go, back where I'm from in the States, most likely high school guys would say, forget the kids, let's go play ball. You said, forget ball, let's go get the kids. I said, back on the court, we got some more time. <laughs> That's T. awesome. T. And yeah. uh, it was an incredible story.
1: Uh-huh. That that really is. Um, when when you were there, when you were traveling with sports ambassadors, what uh, did you know? It would say a lot of the same guys, or did they switch every year with with your teammates and stuff? Yeah, it was it was different guys every
3: every trip I went on. It was with different guys. I never, I don't think I ever had a, a, a teammate go with me more than once. So, yeah, so it it, it would be just like recruiting um, college players in in the summer to come and go on a trip like this to get the experience. Ralph, what would you say
2: as you went on those trips, you know, what was it that you really sensed God was teaching you through those trips?
3: Well, you know, I mean, I think for me the one thing was is that I, I never thought that God could use me and my love for sport. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so it was amazing to me that when I would share, I, I would get to share in front of thousands of people at halftime and they would listen to me simply cause I played basketball. Mm-hmm. And then I would get to tell them about my faith in Christ and, and challenge them, invite them to make that same decision. And I saw people respond and I, and I, it, it just sort of blew me away that God could use somebody like me, um, mm-hmm. to do this kind of work. Oh.
1: You know, and we go right back to the Tony Dungy interview, and we do that a lot on this show. But it was so powerful, where he and he writes books about utilizing the platform that God gives you, and and it's interesting when we talk to some professional and ex-professional, former professional athletes, and when they say kind of the same thing. Look, because I I played football in the NFL for five years, I, I have this platform that I get asked to go speak. And they don't give me time. They just said, "Hey, can you come speak to our group?" You know what a perfect time for yeah. me to share share the word with them.
2: You know, and Mike Don Beebe was on. We've had him on three times. We have, yeah. And we yeah. should
1: get him on a fourth. He's really. He <laughs> yeah. just took the head job at at a, a small uh, college. So. Oh, he
2: did. Yep. Yeah. Uh I tell you, every time we would talk to him, I I would leave here fired up to go out and talk to somebody. I mean, yeah. and his. Uh, his passion, you know, and remember, he would say, "I wasn't really even that good of a football player."
1: <laughs> right, that's what he said. I was fast, but that was about it. Yeah. Yeah. He was fast. He yeah. still is fast, yeah. I'm sure.
2: And uh, and and to think that, yeah, God can, God will take anyone mm-hmm. and and use them if they're available and willing, yeah, and that that know Him and uh, and take them to give the message of hope that hey, there's life after this life, and where you're going to spend your eternal life. Yeah, that's important. Yeah.
1: Hey, Guys, we got to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll uh, we'll finish up. He's really good. He's Ralph Mural, he is the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, uh, area representative for Southeast Wisconsin. Go to wisconsinfca.org. Wisconsinfca.org if you're feeling led to help Ralph and, and the FCA groups here, or if you have questions, you want to get involved, you want to volunteer, you want to find out how you can help. Ralph is a perfect guy for you to talk to, and he will certainly show you the path on on how to get involved and more involved with FCA here in Southeast Wisconsin. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
0: Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by how windows and doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me.
1: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern talking smack with Pastor Ken Kellner, 3 and 3 basketball. <laughs> the best guy in the, in the studio would be Ralph, I'm telling you. And we're telling him play defensive passes the ball. we <laughs> open all the time. He's Ralph Mural, he's with FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, also an assistant basketball coach at the very talented Brookfield Central High School team. The best team I've seen, best coach team. Wandry's listening. If he's not, he should be. He should be. You can get a hold of Ralph. WisconsinFCA.org, or uh, you can uh, go on their website. There's a place to uh, to get a hold of Ralph his email address. Also, if you're being feeling led uh, to help them financially, help them in volunteering. If you're a coach that has an interest in getting uh, FCA into your school, or if you have it in your school, if you want to get it to, to a better place, Ralph would be a great guy. Speaking
3: said, that one youth coach will impact more people in one year than the average person will in a lifetime. You know, we really believe that to be true. We've seen the effectiveness of coaches, the impact coaches can have. And so FCA has really um, made a, it a, a, an an emphasis to try to minister to the coach first, and then we'll minister through the coach once they're ready, and really that would be the, the Holy Spirit moving them to want to get involved. And so... You know, when I first started with FCA, when I came into schools that had FCA, sometimes the coaches would see me and they would turn and run because they didn't want to be tapped on the shoulder to do one more thing because, as you know, coaching just takes an awful lot of time and energy, and sometimes there's just not room for one more thing, even a good thing like FCA. Right. And so what, what I really try to do when I first meet coaches is just simply listen to them, talk to them, hear what's going on in their life, and really try to minister to them And then if it it gets to the point where they want to do something back, then I introduce them to the whole concept of an
1: FCA group at their school. So coaches that are listening right now, Faith in the Zone, if you have some interest in learning more about FCA, uh, Ralph, it would be a great contact for you. I'm going to give you this phone number. It's 262-271-4417. 262-271-4417, 262-271-4417, you call Ralph and say hey look I have more questions about FCA and and whether it's a private school a public school we you navigate through all yep. whatever absolutely. school absolutely yes. uh, and there's there's public and private schools all over the state of Wisconsin in fact all over the country yes. that have FCA and in their school and uh, it's it's kids that want to get involved and, and like you said they're you know they meet for 20 minutes once a week or twice you know once every other week uh, maybe an hour but the, it impacts these kids in a big way, and 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 you can't believe the impact it has on the school. And when you start, you start small, and then all of a sudden it it, it grows like uh, like wildfire. Hey, i um, married. Kids, we never asked you that, Ralph. Yeah, I'm married to Linda, and um, and I have two adult children. Leah
3: is 27, and Jamie is 25. Are they in town, or um, Leah's actually in town. She graduated from Mayad Milwaukee Institute of Art and Design yep. a couple of years ago, and she. Um, she pays her bills by working at the original Pancake House on Blue Mound Road in Brookfield. And okay. She's been doing that for a number of years. And then she sort of is still doing her art on the side. Um, would love to get to the point where her art could provide the income, but that's not happening
1: yet. Not yet. But you know what? When it does, I... I Boy, I'll tell you, I can't, I, I can't draw a stick man. So you know what? I envy anybody that has that that talent because I think it's a gift. Yeah, it really well, is. It
3: definitely, it's definitely a, a god given gift. And she must have gotten that from her mom because <laughs> I'm like you, Mike. I'm sort of the joker on the house when I try to draw something.
1: Yeah, horrible. And your son is he in town? He is
3: actually he he. Uh, went to UWM right out of, right out of Brookfield Central um, for a year, then dropped out and worked for four years. Just wasn't sure that he wanted to go the route of a, a degree and um, worked and um, and then got to the point of realizing that maybe he would like a degree to open some other doors. And so he actually is up at UW Superior. Wow. Yeah, and. Um, and has gone back and has done a great job of jumping back into school. Good for him. He's really an outdoorsman. He's a hunter and he's really a mechanic. Which I, again, I don't know where he got that from because I can't fix anything. Um, but he's he's kind of found his found his way, and he's um, he's on his way to getting a degree, and he'll
2: be but home for are, Christmas. They'll all be home for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be home are, for Christmas. Are, are you, your family's going to be home.
1: Oh yeah, Go, yeah. Um, Katie lives across the street, and Matthew lives down the block. And I'm
2: and I'm driving to New Jersey. Man, so, yeah, we've uh, wow. you
1: know what? Matthew lives about eight minutes away, and Katie and the grandkids. Hey, enjoy, enjoy. They're walking that. across enjoy the street. Enjoy that, buddy. Nice. I don't,
2: I don't have that opportunity, but I'm gonna hopefully Christmas Eve. I'm gonna be able to see my two grandkids in a Christmas program. We're trying to make oh, it. Oh, that's so. awesome.
1: Wow. That's yeah. that's good, guys. Uh, Ralph, it's been just my pleasure, and and you know what a fan of yours I am, and yeah, uh, thanks, I've not heard anybody. Ever say anything bad about you, which I think is, is marvelous because we run in the same circles. <laughs> and you know what, us coaches, we're not so kind to other coaches sometimes. You can uh, you can help out FCA if you know somebody that that might have interest in in, in joining that staff. They do have an opening. Um, and Ralph can certainly get you up to date on, on what they're looking for. Go to wisconsinfca.org. Where if you want to volunteer, you want to help them out financially, you want to just find out more about it. And and you coaches that are listening, I know you guys listen because you talk to me all about it. Um, if you if FCA is not in your school now, whether it's a public school or a private school, and you have some interest learning more about it, uh, Ralph is your guy again. Wisconsin FCA. Guys, thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. Thank you. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the fan.
0: You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace Now I know
3: for certain Lord, it was you that rescued me